Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. After Paul's escorts had taken him to Athens, they came away with instructions for Silas and Timothy to join him as soon as possible. Then Paul stood up at the Areopagus and said, You Athenians, I see that in every respect you are very religious. For as I walked around looking carefully at your shrines, I even discovered an altar inscribed to an unknown God. What therefore you unknowingly worship, I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and all that is in it. The Lord of heaven and earth does not dwell in sanctuaries made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands because he needs anything. Rather, it is he who gives to everyone life and breath and everything. He made from one the whole human race to dwell on the entire surface of the earth, and he fixed the ordered seasons and the boundaries of the regions so that people might seek God, even perhaps grope for him and find him. Though indeed he is not far from any one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your poets have said, for we too are his offspring. Since therefore we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divinity is like an image fashioned from gold, silver, or stone, or by human art and imagination. God has overlooked the times of ignorance, but now he demands that all people everywhere repent because he has established a day on which he will judge the world with justice through a man he has appointed, and he has provided confirmation for all by raising him from the dead. When they heard about resurrection of the dead, some began to scoff, but others said, we should like to hear you on this some other time. And so Paul left them, but some did join him and became believers. Among them were Dionysius, a member of the court of the Areopagus, a woman named Damaris, and others with them. After this, he left Athens and went to Corinth. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I told you that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. If you look up Florence, Italy, you will come upon some very beautiful images of the capital of the Tuscany region of Italy. Florence contains magnificent churches and statues, paintings and outdoor piazzas. From around 1400 to 1600, Florence was one of the most important cities in the world. Its gold coin, known as the Florin, financed popes and kings and queens all over Europe. Florence is considered the birthplace of the Renaissance, a rebirth of literature and science and the arts that incorporated styles and themes from classical antiquity. Artists like Michelangelo were sponsored by wealthy Florentine patrons. 
Michelangelo is buried in a magnificent tomb in the church of Santa Croce in Florence. Galileo and Machiavelli's tombs are close by in the same church. Our saint today, Mary Magdalene de Pazzi, was born into a noble Florence family during its golden age in 1566. She vowed virginity to God shortly after she received her first communion at the age of 10. And after attending a convent school, she entered the Carmelites in May of 1584. Shortly after her entry, she went into ecstasy for 40 days. But this ecstasy was followed by a five-year trial of pain. The Catholic Encyclopedia states that for five years, 1585 to 90, God allowed her to be tried by terrible inward desolation and temptations and by external diabolic attacks. Quote, the courageous severity and deep humility of the means that she took for overcoming these only served to make her virtue shine more brilliantly in the eyes of her community. This five-year trial, as painful as it was, gave her a personal, familiar relationship with Jesus. Before this trial, Jesus told her, I will take away not the grace, but the feeling of grace. Though I will seem to leave you, I will be closer to you. This was Easy for her to accept in the midst of ecstasy, but as she said later, she had not experienced it yet. So at the age of 19, she started five years of dryness and desolation in which she was repelled by prayer and tempted by everything. She referred to her heart as a pitch-dark room with only a feeble light shining that only made the darkness deeper. She was so depressed that Mary Magdalene was found twice close to suicide. All she could do to fight back was to hold on to prayer, penance, and serving others, even when it appeared to do no good. His Holiness, Pope Benedict XVI in 2007, wrote of Mary Magdalene's physical suffering that began in 1604, quote, she was oppressed by atrocious physical and spiritual pain, which lasted until her death on Friday, May 25th, 1607, at 3 p.m. Within 20 years of her death, the Florentine pontiff Urban VIII had already proclaimed her blessed. Pope Clement IX inscribed her in the role of saints on April 28th, 1669. If you feel like God is not close to you, remember, that's only how you feel. For God is indeed closer than you know. If you feel like your heart is a pitch-dark room, think on the wonderful Carmelite nun, Mary Magdalene de Pazzi. Through her time of trial, all she could do was hold on to prayer, penance, and serving others. She persevered. And she's telling you to use these same weapons to fight back so you too can persevere. <laughs>